listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. At 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Week 6 in the National Football League, and it was not good for the Giants. We'll take a pause on the NFL because now I want to talk about the New York Knicks with one of our colleagues, Alan Hahn. And back in the day, Alan and I used to chat at night, and it sounded like this. It's just absolutely maddening. The Knicks are done for the evening. Time for the ride home. Wally's mad at me because I'm getting on the Grand Central when he's not reading the signs that say that there are two lanes closed by the Clearview. Oh, okay. Why didn't you take the Grand Central? You know, if you just let me finish. See, I told you he was in a bad mood. You're driving home with Alan and Wally. On ESPN New York tonight. Now, those were the days when the Knicks didn't make the playoffs. (laughs) Now... They just laugh and joke and on the way home because the Knicks have a winning record. They they were the number four seed. There's no arguments between Allen and Wally anymore. Hi, Allen. Huh? <laughs> Larry, how you doing, boy? That's a blast from the past. Those are fun. I love I love it at the end. People have to understand that last voice that says hi, Larry. That's Al Troutwig, the great Al Troutwig, who was usually sitting in the back seat in some of those rides too. <laughs> the Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's right. Alan, of That's course, right. you hear him every day, Monday through Friday from noon to 3, locally and on the network. Right, Alan? <laughs> I saw some tweets yes. last week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, people like this. Oh, once you went national. We mean national. We're in New York. What are you talking about? We're still, we're still here. We still talk New York. Just because just because we're on a different platform doesn't mean we don't still talk New York. I try to tell you that all the time, so thank you. Allen is now one of the best point guards in radio trying to pass the ball and hopefully getting it back from Bart Scott uh, from noon to three, <laughs> Monday through Friday <laughs> on 98.7 ESPN. Allen, listen, uh, last year was a, an exciting time. You didn't expect it. This was a team that got to the postseason. And listen, no matter what they did in the postseason, of course you wanted them to win, but no matter what they did, it was gravy because you didn't expect them to be there. Yeah. This year is a little different because now you've got some expectations on this team. Yeah, well, of course, once you have a year where you exceed those expectations, then making the playoffs becomes, to me, that's the first expectation, right? I mean, that's that's what you should now accept as the given. This is what they should do. And they're a better roster than they were last year. They're a deeper roster. They added more offensive talent to the starting lineup. And so, of course, I think you're right. You look at this season and say, well, playoffs should be something that is not a goal, but considered to be an expectation it's what you can do with that what you can do from there now seeding of course you could debate whether or not you know four is a seed that you should expect because you were dealing with some teams last year that had their own issues injuries and everything else so i don't think that's what you should be talking about when you say expectations but the expectations are make the playoffs try to build off last year and continue to try to get this franchise heading in a direction where everybody around the league accepts the fact, like, okay, all right, this, that wasn't a one-hit wonder. That wasn't an anomaly. You know, they are a well-run organization. They are a very competitive team. And when you play them every night, you're going to have to give your best to beat them. And, you know, how do we take that now into one day playing for a championship? Well, I think it starts at least here. But obviously there's still a ways to go before they can get into that conversation. No question about it. And, Alan, what have we always said? 
boy, if the Knicks need the point guard, what if the Knicks only had a point guard? Gee, if the Knicks could find a point guard somewhere, well, they have a point guard, <laughs> uh, finally. And well, two. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. And what's so good about it is, you know, there's no demand on time for either one of them. They, you could use them interchangeably. It's, it's a unique situation, Alan, to go from not having one to having two. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's actually a really not just unique. It's also to me a, a, a you know, a, it's not even a, is it a novelty at this point? Like like not even to have one, but to have two guys like that who can score. Um, and I love Derrick Rose off the bench. I mean, he's just and he's in such a great place. You know, you saw he got engaged. He did the Mister Deeds on the Garden Court, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know a phenomenal story where he uh, proposed to his now fiance. Um, and he just, he's, you could see, he just had peace. How happy he is he called it family when it came to re-signing with the Knicks. I have family here is what he said in regards to Tibbs, who's been his coach for pretty much most of his career. And also Leon Rose, who was his agent. Um, so that's one thing. But the Kemba Walker thing, you know, they add him late. It's sort of a surprise in a way because, you know, he, he was bought out. You know where he is at this point in his career, injury-wise. He just hasn't been able to get himself physically right. And I think we saw in the preseason he's still trying to get there. You know, I, I think in the preseason you you watched a guy that was happy to be in New York and to be a Knicks, and that's good. At least mood-wise, he's comfortable and happy. But I, I would caution fans to not have great expectations for him out of the gate. I, I still think this is a guy that did not play a lot of basketball because of injuries over the last couple of years when earlier in his career he never missed a game. So I think the rhythm, I think he's gonna, it's going to take a little while to get some rhythm to get that, you know, quickness, pop, all that stuff has to come back before you see that Kemba that I think everybody hears Kemba and they think one thing. I think that's going to take a little time. And I'm curious how it's going to impact the defensive side of the basketball as well for this team because they were the best defensive team in the league statistically last season. Don't know if they can maintain that with some of the changes they made, but you know, Tibbs, he'll try. Yeah, I, I was uh, scrolling past the TV last week and I heard him yelling as I stopped by the MSG channel. Uh, he was a mid- <laughs> he was in mid-season form, yelling Sorry, and screaming. How, how about how about this? I'm not, like, I was actually saying that the other night. It's funny because, you know, it's one thing. You know, they didn't play well in the, even in the beginning of the Detroit game. And you're like, all right, well, Detroit's good enough. They're a very young team. They're not playing any of their guys because they're all hurt. So, you know, probably going to see a lot of the bench. You know, like we're just so used to in the NBA, the preseason is treated as a first quarter scrimmage. And then the rest of it is let me go watch all these guys that I have that are young guys and, you know, see them at this level and then make decisions on my roster, right? I mean, that's typically what we're used to mm-hmm. for my starters in bubble wrap. Didn't let do that. But he coached every game to win. Every game. Like, he wasn't even, he, you know, he's not kidding. Every game he coaches to win. And he was asked about it, and he just said, that's that's just how we are here. If, if, we're, if there's keeping score, it matters. Everything matters was his sort of mantra. And a lot of his players feel the same way. They all agree. Like, they, they almost are feeding off of that kind of competitive energy. Like, that's right. We fight for everything. I don't care what. I don't care. Preseason game, we're fighting for it. Opening tip, I want it. 
Like, no matter what it is, like, he's setting that tone of this is who we are, this is our identity. And, Larry, you and I have had many talks at night when we were both doing our shows, when I would be finished and you'd be coming in, and we'd always talk about that identity, that lack. Like, where, like when I asked you, who are the Knicks? You know, you know the identity for them. It was so many years before you could say that they have an identity, and we have it now. And that identity is a team that is extremely competitive. And so that's why when the Randall, you know, buzzer beater in the final preseason game, we are down by 19. Again, another time where most coaches would wrap their players in bubble wrap and just, ah, whatever. It's just the preseason. And he's going pedal to the metal, screaming at people, barking. He took a tech. He got a tech in a preseason game. Like, and that, I think, if anybody asks you, Larry, like, what are the Knicks going to be this year? Your one-word answer is competitive. Yep. I mean, they're going to compete for everything, and they're never going to just pull the plug, pull the shoot on any game, no matter score. That's what Tibbs wants, and he's got a roster of players who all feel the same way. That's a good synergy, and that's why I feel good about this year's team. You know the voice. It's Alan Hahn. You hear him noon to three weekdays with Bart Scott here on 98.7 ESPN. You watch him on MSG with uh, Wally Zerbeck, Bill, Bill, Bill Pedo, and the crew. We're talking Knicks here on The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Alan, here comes the negativity. You know I have something. You know me. It's New um, York, of course. Exactly. Alan, do I have to look at Mitchell Robinson a little differently? Is he able to stay healthy? Do, do I need him? Is he going to be part of this team? How do I look at him now? No. No, it's no as Noel I'd be more worried about. Okay. He's, he didn't play at all in the preseason. And then Tom Thibodeau said um, in yesterday's practice, I think, that, that Nerlens is now uncertain for the season opener. And we kept, we kept being told, knee, sore knee, sore knee, sore knee. He was telling us it's a little hamstring issue, no big deal, been practicing, he scrimmaged. But yet, his availability continues to be a concern. And... You know, that, that's a worry because he's so important defensively. You know, rim protection. You know, if you're protecting a lead, because Mitch gets into foul trouble a lot, as we know, and Mitch isn't really in 100% game condition yet, you know, as we, as we also saw the other night. So, no, the well was supposed to be sort of that insurance policy, and he's not available because of some knee issues and soreness or whatever it is. But he's missed the entire preseason, and now, it's, you know, he's a question mark for the season opener. That's the guy I'm worried about a little more because of how impactful he was last season when Mitch went down. Mm-hmm. He was huge yeah, defensively was. for this team. I think Mitch just needs to get himself into game shape, which can take some time for players, especially a guy that gained some weight. So he's also learning how to play with a bigger body. So, you know, that I, I'm not a, I'm not really as worried about him as I am Nero because I actually think Mitch could have a monster year with a guy like Tibbs especially if he's, as they're telling us, if we're to believe, that he's as bought in as he is when it comes to his fitness conditioning and also watching film and just doing all the right things in practice. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, you know, before Tim showed up, he wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, they, they're telling us that he's becoming that guy. We know he's got some big potential. So with Tibbs, he could be a monster this year. It's interesting. Uh, Evan Fournier. Uh, he didn't really shoot the lights out in preseason. Should we be concerned? Yeah, I, I think he's trying to figure out how to get how to fit in because I'm with you. Like I was kind of hoping to see a little more, and I didn't see him. Like he didn't look like he was aggressive. Like he was looking for a shot or trying to create. Like he looked like he was trying to fit in 
and not get in anybody's way. And I think it'll be interesting to see him and Randall because, you know, Reggie Bullock was like Randall's security blanket. When a double team came, Reggie always knew where to be, and Julius always knew where to find him. And now that that's gone, you know, Fournier's not like Reggie. Reggie sort of would just spot up on the three-point line, whereas Fournier's a cutter and a slasher. He moves a lot. Yeah, he's a little more like a like he, he's running around a lot, which is a good thing because it's hard to guard him. But it's not good if you're playing with a guy like Randall who I need to know where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like so when I make a move and I hear the double, I see the double come, I can just I can get it to you. So they've probably got to spend some time figuring that stuff out. And Fournier, I imagine, is probably saying to himself, "This guy's all NBA. He's an All Star. Like I got to come in and figure out how to play with him. I shouldn't be imposing my will." That's something that I think you, you're you're on something to that too. I, I would keep an eye on that one as a bit of a concern for me. As you know, I, I just want to make sure that he's that guy. We know he can score, and we know he can shoot. Last thing, Alan, before we allow you to return to your family on a Sunday afternoon, uh, what can we expect from our second-year rookies this year? Well, that's, you know, you talk about two guys that kids really raised about Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly. I don't think a day goes by that, that kids isn't praising both of them or at least one of them about something regarding work ethic. How they're always in the gym. They spent the whole summer together uh, in New York, in the Knicks facility and putting in the work and working on the games. And they've been, they've been trying to get quickly to play point guard. They've been trying to get more experience. So his, it's kind of impacted his shooting. It's 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 had a little bit of an impact on his ability to be that score that we learned he could do last year. I wonder if that'll change now that the season starts. But I mean, I, I thought he might have a breakout year, but then I saw how they were using him at point, and I'm wondering if that might be an adjustment, and maybe he won't. Obi, however, he looks like a completely different player. He does. Like he looks so much more confident. He knows where to go on the floor now. You can tell he isn't trying to figure it out, right? Like he just knows what I'm. He knows what he's supposed to do. And that, well, I'll tell you what. When you reach that point, everything else is easy. He's very athletic. He's long. I wonder how they're going to use him. If you notice, they closed the game with Obi and Randall together. Mm-hmm. That game, uh, that preseason game. Now I know again. I know they weren't. You know, whatever. But it's it's an interesting look that they can go to when they're playing teams that have centers that play small. And the fact that they can do that is a new element that last year they did not have. And so that's also something to keep an eye on the versatility of this team. Absolutely. Well, I'll say this, my friend, and of course we'll be listening to you tomorrow from noon to three with uh, your sidekick, Bart Scott. Come on, man, give Zach Wilson a break. Come on, Alan. You're so hard on the poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know what the good news is? I didn't have to – I didn't have to be critical at all this week. This weekend. No, not this weekend. But I tell you what, it will be interesting Everybody to see knows, what I changes they make. I love them. It's I know not, you love them. It's, it's the franchise. It's I, the franchise I know you love I'm a little them. upset with because they didn't put the right support system around them. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be curious to see what yeah. they do out of the bye week. It, it will be interesting because it gives you a chance to self-scout, you know, on both sides of the football. So we'll see what they do. Yeah, uh, who knows? Uh, hopefully. It's you loved him, but. Hopefully it looks better than what the Giants look like today. Oh, well, boy, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs>
That, that's a tough one. The Giant fans are not happy, Allen. They've been calling. They are not happy. Not happy. As how, you, could you, well, how could you, be, you, how could you yeah. possibly be happy with anything about that? You know, it's funny. Somebody said, somebody texted today, like they heard Tom Coughlin talk at halftime. They're like, boy, they really need to bring him back. I said, no, they need to bring back Ernie, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you yeah. need to bring back. And some of the talent <laughs> that they had. <laughs> bring him back and some of the talent with him, please. Help us out. Help us yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, I know you love Zach Wilson, but you didn't love him like you loved Teddy Bridgewater. I know personally you adored Teddy Bridgewater back in the day. I know. Yeah, yeah. I well, know that's, you. That, was, that was a different kind of love, man. That was a different <laughs> kind of love. You know, and Josh, and Josh Allen, too. I have receipts. Those that's right. Those were telling me, oh, yeah, you knew about Josh Allen. I have receipts. I watch Wyoming football every Saturday night. He did. I have receipts. I, that, dude. I will vouch for it. I'm raising both my hands because he, when he was analyzing the quarterbacks that the Jets should take, he broke Josh Allen down yeah. like nobody else did. Nobody else did. So, Josh and Lamar. You were, Josh, that's right. Sam, Josh, and Lamar. Those are my three favorites. That's right. They were my three favorites of that draft. How am I looking right now? You're looking pretty good, my friend. You're looking pretty good. <laughs> Noon to three tomorrow. You and Bart Scott. Thank you for a couple of minutes, Allen. Have a good season. You and Wally. Give my, give my regards to Wally. Larry. All, All right, my friend. Thank you. you got it. This is 98.7 ESPN.